intro. Boop, boop, boop. Sip and tell. Boop, boop, boop. Intro. Boop, boop, boop. Intro to Sip and Tell Podcast. Hey, everybody. My name is Ricky from Sip and Tell Podcast. Um, you may have seen me with other, my other friends, Isaac, uh, Seth, and now our new co-host, Ryan. I wanted to do something a little bit different this week. We right now are on about a monthly podcast release. It's about a month, sometimes a little longer, sometimes a little shorter. We try to do one once a month. My goal is I do I put a lot of content onto Instagram and all the guys are starting to add more and more to that. And I wanted to get something out once a week. So my goal was to, I, I guess, kind of do something for you. And I don't I, I haven't quite decided what that was gonna is gonna look like. This is kind of the first one of it. I'm calling it, well, I'll probably think of something better, mini cast, but maybe mini sip. Oh, mini sip. I'm going to call it a, a mini sip and tell or mini sip or something like that. I'm just rambling now. Forget about it. I'll call it something. But let's think about this as like a mini podcast. And um, ideally, it won't be just me in the future. Maybe I'll get my wife on, which that'll be a tough one, but it's possible Maybe it's just me and one other guy. Maybe we tried to do, or maybe it's just two of the other guys. I don't need me on the podcast for that. Um, then also, I would love to um, do like interviews with other Instagram people. There's a lot of really interesting beer inter- Instagram people out there that I've had a small conversation with. Or even do some interviews with some brewers or some other just beer focus centric people around here. Maybe try to, if I get big enough, maybe try to get hold of someone at Wobble and do a small interview with them. Just something like that. But my goal is ultimately to do some kind of weekly content so that um, even though we're only putting out a big thing once a month, we can have something small in there. In addition to that, if you haven't noticed, I end up drinking a lot of beer. If you see us on Instagram, Um, and more importantly, my wife and I are trying to visit a brewery like once a week. Well, my goal is like once a week, visit a new brewery or do something beer interesting once a week. And what ends up happening is I, by the time we record the podcast, I have a litany of beer that I've tried. And I also have four or five different breweries I've gone to in that time period. And we tend to get into a situation where I can barely touch on any of those one breweries. I mean, a perfect example of that is Texas. We went to, oh man, I just did the math on this. It's like six or seven, maybe more breweries. And we tried so many beers. Like, and it was on the podcast, I realized I, I monopolized the big chunk of time where I was just talking about stuff I did. And that was fine. But the goal was to... The goal is that we're all having a conversation, and it's not just me monologuing. Because if I want to do that, I could do something like this. But what I want to do is we'll talk to my friends about the beer experiences we've had, and the podcast is a little tough for that because of how much beer and how much uh, stuff we're getting done in that time. I mean, ultimately, the goal would be to do a podcast once a week, or do a podcast twice a week, and then do something like this, maybe, or maybe to interview every other week in between there, or go do a even do like a podcast outside of my house or something like that. Like where we're at the brewery, we could talk for 15 or 20 minutes, but either way, this is something I'm testing out. And I'm sorry that I had a lot of rambling at the front. I've been thinking about this for the last like three weeks, trying to figure out what this is going to be. And then for the last week I've been fighting the auto equipment. So the 
better thing about this, I think the most important thing about this is it allows me to test the audio, audio equipment and actually learn how it works. I know last episode was like the first time we've had our real equipment or semi-real equipment and I had some issues setting it up and then when we recorded I noticed we had well post recording I realized we had a lot of weird like peaks and stuff like that and I have a feeling that was just how I had it set so I'm if I get more comfortable with it we'll have a better audio experience for Twitch which would be really good and even if it's not for Twitch for YouTube and for the podcasts and Facebook without me having to get in there and touch it too much so that's kind of a secondary reason for doing this thing but yeah so uh with that being said like always i like to have a drink with all my friends and whatnot so i did buy a beer specifically for this well not specifically for this i bought this beer to drink and i thought it'd be good on the podcast let's get that smr crack in there oh man that actually caused a really bad peak so that's probably a bad idea i could pull that back from the mic a little bit what I got, I saw it on in, on Reddit, on the beer review subreddit, which maybe that's another conversation we could talk about. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk, touch on that because that's something I was thinking about a little bit anyways. It's called Deschutes Fresh Haze. It's a big ass can and it only costs like $3 at Winco. Deschutes, I think it's underplayed a little bit, but this is, I mean, even if this is an okay beer at that price alone, oh my goodness, this thing is beautiful. Um, I'm going to try not to drink all this right now because I have something else to do right after this, but we'll give it a shot. Try it out. Looks good. Has a really good taste to it or a good color to it. Oh my God. Beautiful smell. I wish I could pass that on to you. The citrus smell that coming out of it. It's just amazing. Nice, nice, refreshing hops. Still a strong citrus taste. I actually, I'm really digging this beer off a of first sip. Man, Deschutes goes back for me. I would say, excuse me, Deschutes falls into um, a category of beer that I think sometimes isn't a, isn't a fair category. It's these, it's the, the shoulders of the giants that we stand on now that brought us to the world of craft beer. So what I mean is, we all, at least for me, as a crazy, stupid beer hipster nerd, I tend to gravitate to all the really fun stuff. I called it when we started the podcast. One of the first things I called was a big, a big turn is going to be the milkshake IPAs. And we saw a ton of those. Just the IPAs that have like the little lactose in it that create a, a creamy taste along with the citrus or like the milkshakey flavor that you get. And those are all over the place now. <laughs> But like I tend to go towards the, the new barrel age thing, the new spice thing, the new the dark the quadruple IPA or whatever it is. I, I, I gravitate towards those, but you don't see, typically see the breweries like Widmere, uh, Lagunitas, Dogfish, um, New Belgium do stuff that is that crazy because they're more on a mass production level now. And I think they get lumped into this world of being a non-craft brewery which I don't think is fair because they're still craft breweries. And they, I mean, realistically, we wouldn't have what we have right now if it wasn't for those people. And then a lot of those breweries, they get bought out by the big companies, but it's, I don't know. I feel like that's what you want to happen for a beer like that. You have a beer that you love that's great. 
and the only thing that happens is now this bigger company owns it and there is a chance of a changing but the, what really happens is the distribution for that beer becomes massive so like let's take three magnets as a, a brewery that i've just been in love with right now i think i'd be sad if i heard they got bought by i don't know name one of the big ones abv or whatever but if it meant that my friends on the East Coast or anyone on the East Coast could try them on a more regular basis, or it meant that some of my favorite beers are coming out of there, are coming out more often, I mean, it might be worth it. The downside is, though, that you run the risk of them not being able to do all the small stuff as much. It's tough. But like I said, I think the biggest problem is they get lumped into the category that's similar to like Budweiser or whatever. And I don't think that's fair. Either way, once again, I'm rambling. See, this is why I don't do podcasts on my own, because I end up rambling a lot. Um, okay, so that covers like the general introduction I wanted to go through. We got the beer. Let me talk about, since a little bit more in depth, the Texas breweries we visited. Now, I'm trying to go in. I don't know if I should go in order of how we visited them or my order from my top, my favorite or whatever, or just go in no order at all. I'm going to go with my favorite brewery. I would say out of, out of Texas, my absolute favorite brewery was St. Elmo's. Everything we had there, we had a flight. I grabbed a Crowler. It was my first Crowler I've ever grabbed, which is awesome. And I love the idea of Crowlers now. I will buy, I mean, first of all, I'm that hipster kid who loves uh, beer and can anyways. So then you take uh, something bigger than a beer and can, especially when, like, because the biggest challenge is sometimes you don't want to carry around a Growler just on the off chance that you're going to grab a beer. We have... I have a really cool hydro flask uh, growler now, and I have a ton of glass growlers, and then I have a couple grumpies. I tend to carry the grumpies around because they're a little easier to carry in the car versus a growler. Anyone who's ever had a growler in their car for a longer than a week knows that it just becomes a giant bomb in the back of their trunk that rolls around or it takes up space in the back seat. And it's always kind of there's a chance that it's going to roll off the seat or whatever, and you can't keep the lid on there or else it gets moldy. I mean, it's just such a pain in the butt. Crowler kind of solves that problem. You take, um, you go there, you try something you like, they freshly can it. It's it's amazing, and every brewery should do that. And I think that's the first time I heard about it was Cloudburst, but they're popping up. Most breweries are starting doing something on those lines, and I think it's I think it's a fantastic idea. Um, but we went to St. Elmo's. They had really cool signage outside. Um, they had a really good food truck there. I can't remember what it's called. But we had this really good noodly stuff, and it had. There was my first time trying pork belly, which pork belly is one of those things that I've been wondering about for a while, like what it is and how to, like what to do with it. After trying it, love pork belly. Recognize a hundred percent. I should not be eating pork belly. It's just literally, it's like eating butter. It's melty. It's, it just, it's really good, flavorful fat basically. And maybe there's a little meat on there, but it's not much. It's like eating fat. It's like you took the fat part of a bacon and then rendered it down and then just ate slash drank it. And it's just, I don't think that belongs in our body, but it's amazing. But I don't think I should eat it much. But um, I had their IPA. I had their uh, porter. It was either a porter or stout. I always get, I always, I think it was a porter. And that's what we got in the crowler. But across the board, everything was really good. Um, and it, I would say out of all the breweries there, that was definitely my favorite one we visited. If we could have gone, made a trip up to, there's a couple breweries outside of the main 
I'd say the main area, uh, Austin downtown area where we were at, that looked really good. And one of them I'm spacing right now, something Joker, Jester King. Oh, I wanted to try Jester King, but it was for, like, we lifted and Ubered everywhere. And there was, a, because of that, there was a couple things we couldn't do um, unless we wanted to spend $40 in a Lyft Uber ride. Um, so I would say my second favorite brewery would be Zilkers. I would say it's it's probably between Zilkers and Hops and Grain. The challenge with Hops and Grains was that we got there on their anniversary, which was awesome. But it was so busy. It was hard to really enjoy the environment and the beer. And if it's all, I would say if it's always that busy, which I could see it happening, I would put that definitely as my third or fourth. But if it's it's a little calmer on a normal day or normal Saturday or Sunday, it was a cool brewery. But Zilker's was, I'd right now, would say my second favorite. Zilker's had, it reminded me of, I was going to say Odd Otter, but that's not quite right. Probably closer to Pacific. You know what? Maybe that, that falls into, like, the top rung area where they, it, it seems like they don't do anything that's, like, crazy, crazy out there. But the things they do are just on point. And that, I guess, Pacific would fall in that as well. But it felt, it has a slightly different feel to it. Either way. Um, one of the prettiest things they made was a sour and I wished I liked sours because that's one of, I love seeing those pictures on Instagram of people posting their sours and it has that really vibrant color and, but it's like solid vibrant color. So like a, a, a really dark purple, it's just a beautiful looking beer. And they had something like that and I wanted to get it, but I knew I wouldn't like it. And Amanda was already kind of done drinking beer at that point. We're talking s- seven days <laughs> of beer drinking and eating garbage food. It was it was a little much, but it was a lot of fun. Um, but the, everything we had there, we had a couple cans of their stuff, I think, beforehand. And I, I enjoyed what we drank. I can't even tell you exactly what it is at that point, which is why I need to do this more often. But it was all really solid. I would say, I would say either after that, I almost would say Hops and Grains would probably be my next. They did a really cool seven. There was a seventh year anniversary, which was really fun, and we got a little glass to go with it. I should have grabbed it before, but that was a lot of a lot of fun. Everything like there, we went lighter beers. There was a a river beer, which was actually really good. I wasn't positive I was going to enjoy that, but and the the oh, we talked about this on the podcast. They have really weird cans. So like we had a a porter. Uh, I think it was a Baltic porter, or something. It wasn't a normal porter that I'm used to. And I kept looking at the front and being like, who is this? And then I finally turned around and saw a little thing on the back that says H&G. And I was like, who is H&G? And then later I saw their cup and I was like, hops and grain. I was like, they have the strangest signage, but it's a, it's a cool brewery and it's huge. Oh, it was enormous. And you can see the whole canning process in the back. It looked, it looked really cool. That would be a cool one to do a tour of, I think. It's kind of out there if you're in Austin. I think that one was, I thought it was closer to Zilker than it was, and it ended up being a, a little bit of a drive. And based on that, how much it costs to drive out there, I think that was an $8 one from Zilker's. So I thought it was closer to Zilker's than it was. Zilker's was actually really close to Blue Owl and Lazarus. Speaking of Blue Owl, I'd put Blue Owl as my next favorite one. Blue Owl, it's tough. 
Blue Owl was possibly like my favorite environment and aesthetic and everything. They have really cool cams. Everything looks great about it. The only problem about Blue Owl is that they're all sours. And that was, I think I said that during the podcast also. It was hilarious because, man, we were walking over there. Man, just like, I think they have all sours. And I was like, nah, they'll have something. They'll have, even if they do all sours or the primary sours, they'll have a guest brewery of some sort. No, we walked in there. It was literally all sours. And it was crazy. And I wasn't expecting that at all. But it was everything I tried, I actually enjoyed enough. But I just cannot get past the sour beer. So it was like, I was like, oh, that's not, oh, I'm like, oh, that's not, oh, and (laughs) it'd be that concept, like, give and take of, like, this isn't terrible, but then it just gets too sour for me, um, but yeah, so Blue Owl was really cool, and I still think the best thing about Blue Owl is they have maybe one of the best flight options I've ever seen, and I think it's partly because they have really cool, um, cans, or uh, glasses, and aesthetic, I mean, it's not just, like, because that's the thing. Like, Zilker had really cool, they had one really cool design that was, like, this multicolored look that was the Zilker look. Blue Owl had a whole aesthetic that looked interesting. It's hard to, it's almost hard to describe because you have, like, it's not only did they have the really cool little owl, but they had a really cutesy, like, patterns, like, almost Argyle patterns and other stuff like that, uh, plaid patterns and stuff along those lines to accent all of their stuff as well. But the best part about their, their sort of their flight plan is you go in there, you pick a size and I, I'm guesstimating that it's four, eight and 12 on the sizes and you pay a, a price for it. So I think the four was like $6. The eight was $8 and the 12 was $10. I don't know. It was something along those lines. The pricing and the sizes doesn't matter, but you pick one of those, you pay the price you get to try four beers with that glass and then you get to take the glass home. And that is awesome. I mean, we have a stupid amount of glasses, but if you're on a trip looking for a glass to take home for a souvenir, you can't go wrong because you get to try the beer and you get the glass. So I thought that was really cool. Um, after that, we did... See, and this is where, this is where it gets fuzzy because fuzzy, I would say we did Austin Beer Works. No. Yes, Awesome Beer Works. And I really like that brewery. But um, we were the, what made that a lot of fun is that we were there with a friend for like three hours. My buddy Gerald, I haven't seen him since, God, I mean, since I lived in Portland. Maybe after Portland for a wedding or something. But I feel like maybe the last time I saw him was Portland. And it was great to see him. He's a good dude. I love that dude a lot. And it was it was just awesome to be able to get to a chance to hang out with him for like three or four hours and just drink beer. And I had a lot of fun seeing him. And so, but the brewery was also good. And all the beers I had was really good. Were really good. I think I had an orange pale and some IPA, and I was impressed by everything. Amanda had a, a porter, and I want to say one of the Berlinweisers, and she liked everything there too. So, I mean, overall, it was a great beer experience. I think they're, they, they are probably one of the more advertised and commercial versions of brewing there. I think the first time I actually heard of Austin Beer Works, if I'm not mistaken, was Rooster Teeth talking about it when they, um, they did a special can release for 
something. I think it was for their movie Hellfest or Bloodfest or whatever their their little mini uh, movie thing was. Either way, um, if that is them, it's a great beer. I, I can't complain at all. I, 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 the plus about them would be I bet there's a higher chance of me getting something from them up here than probably anything else. Uh, then we had this, the only two breweries I wasn't a huge fan of, and there, it's not even that they were bad, was Lazarus. Lazarus actually made really good beer. The problem is they did a lot of, it's not even a problem. It's not an issue at all. They did a lot of like, I would say English style beers. So we had English bitter and we had, I think I had IPA. I can't see, and this is the problem is I, I almost can't even remember what we had at this point, but everything like I taste, everything I tasted, I was like, that's a well-made beer. But there's, this is one of those situations where I was like, that's a well-made beer. I don't really want to drink any more of it, though. Um, the only other... But outside of that, like I said, I think they made good beers. The other brewer we had that we didn't care for was... Um, and Amanda said that she didn't mind it. I We had five beers at Skull Mechanics, and I feel like I, I hate keep bringing this up. This is like the third time I've kind of trashed them a little bit, and I don't, want to, I don't mean to. They had a really cool aesthetic... They had it's like a like a, a grungy rocky aesthetic. They had a lot of really cool art on the walls and like even their fixtures were like either like big heavy chunky wood or like really cool heavy metal stuff. And so it had this it had a really cool look to it. But man, we tried we had five beers and out of the five I just nothing hit home. And I, I like I kept trying one. I tried one and I was like, mm, that's a little weird, but it's fine. And I tried the next one, and I was like, man, that has the same kind of weird taste to it. And I tried the next one, and I was like, man, I'm just not digging this brewery at all. So we got lucky. The person there was nice and everything, but it just, it just nothing hit home. Um, the only other beers I can think of, we did go to Pint House Pizza, which was awesome. It was a really, really, really cool place. Um, everyone talked about how good their beer was. I tried their beer at Alamo Draft House, the Electric Jellyfish, and it was awesome. That was like one of the first awesome beers I had, and I was thoroughly enjoyed enjoyed it. I was impressed by it. Uh, we actually had their pizza too, which I love their pizza, and I would argue that their pizza, as shameful as this might be, or uh, not shameful, but uh, controversial, I'd say, I think their pizza is better than Home Slice, and it's cheaper, significantly cheaper. I liked Home Slice a lot, but I think I liked Pine House Pizza better. It's hard to say. It was it was apples and oranges because we had the Home Slice come in deliveried, and then we had the Pine House at the place, so, so it was as fresh as it could be. Um, we had we had beer there, but it didn't matter. I just thought their their pizza was better. Their beer was good. I actually when we were at Pine House Pizza, though, ironically. I had uh, Odell's Brewing because, like, that was one of the things Gerald told me was if you see Odell's on tap or if you get see Tup's uh, double IPA, make sure you grab both of those. And I grabbed a, can, a couple of cans of the Tup's double IPA, and my God. And, yo, that was, like, the last beer we had on the last podcast, and it was it was a mess. I, it was – it's such a good beer. It was, like – it was probably – Man, I would put it up there as one of the best beers I've had ever. (laughs) 
which sounds crazy. Maybe that's too intense, but I'll throw it up there top 10. That was a really good beer. Um, and then the Odell's was awesome. It was funny because when he said Odell's, I was thinking Odell's, and I was like, that can't be right. I figured out the mistake. Um, okay, so that covers most of Texas. We had a couple extra cans here. We've, I think we've just about finished off all of our cans of beer finally from Texas. Maybe minus one or two for Amanda. But yeah, it was it was an excellent trip, and I would love to do it again if for just the barbecue and the beer. All right, so I want to cover two more things real quick. Uh, like I said, I want to cover breweries I've been to since I've been back. Since we've been back, we've been about a brewery a week, give or take. Um, the first one we visited was Lantern Brewing up in, I want to say, North Seattle. I know it's in Seattle. I don't know if that's considered North Seattle. But my friend's... Uh, Amber and Eric live up there and we went to visit them and we walked over to it was w- close enough that we were able to walk over to Lantern and that brewery's cool it's it was oh my god it was hilarious because there were there were just as many kids in that brewery as adults and that's one of those things that doesn't bother me and that might be one of the topics of one of these mini subs at one point it's I mean it's not it, like it would be tough because it wouldn't be much of a talking point with a group of people because most people aren't going to care but it's funny because you read Yelp reviews sometimes that people are like I went to a brewery and there were so many kids and it turned me off and I'm like that doesn't bother me unless the kids are literally running into me or just constantly screaming right next to my head I really don't care but it was it was just funny cuz I don't know it was a Sunday I want to say it was a Sunday afternoon I'm pretty sure it was a Sunday um, it was probably around like one or two and it was like, uh, it was, could be 50, 50. It could have been 50, 50 adult to kid. And it was hilarious. Um, but we grabbed cause they do a bunch of different flights of different levels and we grabbed, um, the full 15 flight and everything I had there was awesome. I, I almost want to pull up the list so I could read through everything. But like the ones that stood out to me were the double, the triple, the triple, oh my god, that's a sneaker because it was really good and it was it was like ten percent. It was one of those ones in the double digits, but it was it was excellent. I would highly suggest that double or the tri- double and triple. But like everything we had there was so good, and there was a couple beers where I was like, I'm not a big fan of this, but Amanda liked it, so she finished it off. And there was a couple that she didn't like that much, and she handed to me, and it worked out well. It worked out perfectly. So I was very, very happy with uh, Lantern Brewing. They have a ton of beer there. They, I guess they do a lot of food trucks, which is a lot of fun. And, yeah, um, I would highly recommend Lantern Brewing to the point that we plan on going up again in the near future, not just to visit friends, but just because I really like their beer. I was tempted to grab a growler or something on the way out. And we have so much beer in the house that it's, it's sometimes it's hard to justify something like that. But I was like, I, I might have to grab a growler. Um. Yeah. Okay. So the last thing I wanted to cover, or maybe the last two things, I have, I got some weird, stupid, nerdy news that made me so excited. I, it was so, it was so cool for me. This happened to me in a, in weird, I've been recognized very rarely in weird places. Um, once I was at a play at the Tacoma, uh, the Tacoma Playhouse, and someone walked to me and said, I recognize you. And I was like, ah, okay. And he's like, do you Yelp? I was like, yeah, Yelp. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I love your reviews. I was like, oh my God, what a weird thing. But it's a, it's one of those things that happened. And I was like, that was so awesome. The 
better recognition that happened to me was I was at Pint Defiance, which is my, oh, I was about to say I have the hat on, but I don't have that on right now. Pint Defiance, which is my favorite bottle shop in Tacoma and probably my favorite bottle shop of all time at this point. Maybe, except for 99 Bottles, Rip, who used to be in such a way that he's no longer there. But I was at Pint Defiance and... I mean, I do most of the stuff I do. If you're following me on Instagram, you see that I post a lot of stuff adding places. So whenever I buy a plethora of beer at Pint Defiance, I'll take a picture of all the beer and send at them because I want what the, I want them to get as much rep as possible. And the, the guy, I'm pretty sure it's Barry, and I'm pretty sure he's the owner. He was like, "Are you on Instagram?" I was like, "Yeah, I'm on there all the time." And he's like, "Oh, I recognize you." He's like, "You you do a really good job." I was like, "Oh my god, thank you." I was, and I was. Because Instagram is one of those things, oh my god, Instagram is so weird. And I could go into an old, a whole hour diatribe about how weird and dumb it is. But it's one of those things I, I thought would be our best social media uh, platform for what we do. because Especially because we're not going to do reviews of beers. We're not re- beer reviewers. We're too stupid to do that kind of stuff. At least I am. And But taking pictures of beer and throwing them up on Instagram and trying to get good lighting and stuff like that, that's easy to do and that's kind of fun so it was a it was a cool thing to be recognized by someone i i mean hell i look up to because he's doing he's doing the lord's work in my mind and then so that was a really fun nerdy thing and i'll probably even talk about one more time during our actual podcast uh the other thing i wanted to cover was i've signed up for it's kind of a test run probably a test run because i'm spending way too much money on it but taver Taver is one of those things I heard about a while ago and I just signed up for it and I'm trying it out for one month. And so what happens is they'll put a beer or two up a day and then you pay for the beer right then and there and you fill up a crate. And at the end of, depending on your duration, uh, the further you stretch it out, this is realistic, the better, but on the, based on the duration, they'll throw it in a crate and ship it to you for a flat rate of $15. It's interesting. I'm, I signed up for it mostly because I I thought maybe there's a chance. I, like if I was gonna be completely honest, it was so I could try to get um, some of the breweries on my beer list, which is or on my uh, bucket list. Uh, Treehouse, Monkish, what's that? That one in New York that's been popping up right now that I'm spacing the name. All those ones over on the East Coast that I can't get access to. I was hoping they'd pop up there in a little bit. And the plus is the reason I actually jumped wholeheartedly in was a brewery I wanted to try was in there it's Toppling Giant and they keep they keep getting a lot of Toppling Giant but that's awesome because that's a brewery I've never been able to try but I see on Instagram and I see on everything else so that was one I really really wanted to get into so I hopefully I I mean we'll test it we're testing the waters I think I have close to 20 beers in there already and it's I like the thing that was scary was how quickly you're able to spend a lot of money like i spent 40 dollars in maybe five minutes just grabbing four grabbing like six beers i was like oh my god what happened so it's it's gonna be a fun test i'm excited to open that box up but yeah it's we'll see as a person who's trying to at least cut back a little bit on how much i spend on beer and budget a little bit more so i could spend money on doing a hundred other things it's one of those things that it's probably going to be a one a one-time thing and possibly maybe like once every six months just kind of jump in there or something that blows my mind like if a treehouse pops up then buy it and just like all right i'm in for the month 
Um, okay, so the last thing I want to say is we are at this point planning on. I'm gonna pull up the calendar. So sorry, I'm gonna look away from the camera for. Oh man, I'm gonna look at my phone for two seconds because I just want to make sure I look at the calendar. Right now, our November has been getting crazy. I think we're gonna record on the 23rd, which is Black Friday. Um, with that being said, I don't know how much. I've been, so what we've been doing is been streaming. I might try something new. We have all this new equipment. I've been pounding my head against the wall trying to figure out how to get it to work right. I think I'm right there finally. So outside of that, I I want to maximize our potential to have views and stuff like that. So what I was doing before was recording to Twitch live, but we're not monitoring the chat. Like I want what the 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 cool thing I wanted to do with Twitch live, I guess, is I thought it would be cool to record to Twitch live. If we ever got like a fan base, they could jump in and we could talk about the beers we're trying and stuff like that. And maybe if if we got really nerdy, we could like cheers each other and whatnot. But I mean, that's you need a fan base for that to be to be realistic. And maybe that's the reason we stick with recording that way. But I think the quality of recording directly to my computer is probably better than the quality of streaming and capturing that and recording it. And I don't think my computer is strong enough that I could record and capture at the same time, I guess is the best way I say that. Or I could stream and capture at the same time. So I would have to pick one or the other. Right now, if I do the streaming out, and then bring it back and then feed it. I'm able to do everything, but if the stream thing isn't working and I can get better quality recorded straight to my hard drive, I might try doing that in the future, but it doesn't matter. Either way, the big, I, like, I guess I, there's a lot of, I'm at the point where I'm ramming a little too much and I'm, I'm covering too many things. And this is why I need someone to bounce ideas off instead of me talking to myself. Either way, 23rd will probably be the next recording. When we get closer to the 23rd, within probably, hopefully by next week, when I do this mini cast, or if I get, maybe I could grab Isaac and we could do a mini cast, or maybe we could do something over Skype or something. I don't know. I'll play with the, some ideas. But whenever that happens next weekend, I'll try to figure out, I guess I'll try to figure out what time frame and maybe the beer. And if we do on Twitch, if anyone wants, if I, if I, broadcast it ahead of time if anyone wants to be a part of the live stream like being in the chat room that'd be kind of fun and i think i got the audio side better covered there's still more testing has to be done but i don't know just playing up some ideas either way the 23rd black friday will probably be afternoon or late night depending on what we want to do i'll try to think of a fun game that we could do if anyone uh, can contact us and let us know some fun game ideas let me know i'm game for that if you have any ideas for um, some beers you want us to try if you know of any way some cool breweries that might be interested in doing some kind of uh, interview stuff let me know whatever you guys any information just contact us we're at sipatel at gmail.com we're at oh i wonder if i could do that that's too late now but we're at sipatel gmail.com we're at um uh we're at uh, Sip and Tell at Instagram. We're on Facebook at Sip and Tell. We have like three. I think we have a Facebook user and two Facebook pages, I think. It's very confusing. Facebook does not like 
what we are doing, but we got it working, and I guess that's all that matters. Uh, the video will be live. We'll post a video. I'm trying to get better at editing. It's one of my weakest things, but as I get better at editing, I'll try to post it stuff quicker. Um, but yeah, that's. I mean, if there's any questions you have, send us messages. Uh, my uh, my wife is also responding. We have all the guys posting on Instagram now, so it's not just me. You're not going to just see reposts from aging nerds. You'll see stuff from Ryan and from uh, Isaac and from Seth, hopefully. So yeah. Uh, so this is our first mini cast, uh, maybe, oh, sip cast or mini sip or whatever I call it, whatever I end up calling it. Uh, I hope you all had fun. I hope it was good. I hope it, uh, to do it again next week. Thank you very much. That's an outro to the sip and tell podcast.